episode 242, Tristan James, how to turn pain and tragedy into purpose. Welcome, check out this fantastic podcast, do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review, it'll help get him off my back. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, former teacher and athlete, now turned lifestyle entrepreneur, best-selling author, keynote speaker and host of the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Every week I start it off with me, myself and I and my thoughts on the week and this is also accompanied by the brand new for 2017, Awaken Your Alpha TV on YouTube. So please do jump over there. Get to the podcast. I'm getting to it, Alan. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me, and really get all the exclusive stuff and what it's all about. The easiest and most interactive way is men, please do head over to my completely free men's mastermind on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. That is really for any gentleman out there, or dudes, or guys, whatever you want to call yourself, who resonate with the show and want to take it up a notch and actually have that interaction about all and everything that we cover on the show weekly. Um, that's where we're in there, where the, the actual guests are in that group. I'm in there daily, and that's where you can get all your questions answered and have some interaction and basically connect with like-minded individuals. And that's what it's really all about. It's the start of the Alliance of 2017. So please do jump over there. And as usual, please do share, review, like. Um, if, you ha- if you have been listening to this for a while and you haven't managed to get a chance to review it, please do. It makes a huge difference. I'd really appreciate that. And reach out to me, connect. I'd love to hear your story and what you're up to and what you're doing to make a difference and a change in yourself and in the world. Enjoy this week. Speak to you soon. And I look forward to sharing this week's guest. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. We have a really motivational one for you this week. We have Tristan James. He's an award-winning speaker, best-selling author, and I like to sound this human motivation expert. We're going to dig right into that. He's got a lot to share, and he's achieved a lot. He's only 21 years old. So, silly question, but Tristan, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready. So, that was quite a brief intro from me. Do you want to just add to it or, or highlight what are you all about at 21 years age, of, well, of age even? I don't know if I want to subtract anything. You really really flattered me in that that beginning. But uh, I tell you what, I'm a 21-year-old kid who originally was from a a small town with more cows than people, Adam. So uh, now that I live in the big city of Richmond, uh, I'm still trying to bring that slow pace and patience uh, to a busy world. And so when we were there in Madison County, Virginia, where I grew up, uh, we were counting cows for, for our, for our, you know, our entertainment. Our and, uh, if you weren't at the, the Madison County football game, uh, the Friday nights, you were either at, um, the Madison McDonald's or at your house. So there was, really <laughs> it's like the classic American Friday night lights. And I'm learning this cause I've done the reverse to you. I've recently in the last year moved to, Sounds like what you're talking about. Not, not so much cows, but um, 3,000 people. Yeah, Friday night lights, like the whole town. You think, oh, this seems like quite a big town. It's just on a Friday night. No, it's just that everyone is at the football game. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and it doesn't matter whether the football team is good or not. But, uh, awesome. So, so that's where I started. And coming from that small town, it's, it's trying to bring the patience um, and the care, one-on-one personal care, uh, to a lifestyle that's always busy here in Richmond. Uh, so that's my background. That's where I'm from. And uh, I'm really, really proud to, to have those, those country roots out here in the big city. I mean, we're, we're touching on your origins there, but I, I want to touch into, obviously, that's where your environment you're from. But what has helped mold you to where you are now as at 21? 
the sort of position you're at and what you're actually up to is more common um, and good because we don't want common in the show, but it's more common in maybe someone who's 28, 31, 38 to be doing the sort of things you're doing. So can you tell us a little bit about like what you wanted to be when you was growing up and how you kind of found this path and within that, was there kind of an awakening moment? Sure, Adam. I, I got to where I am today and, and I apologize to your listeners up front, uh, but to be very blunt with you, I got to where I am today because of pain. And, and the reason that I got into where I am today is so that other people don't have to go through pain to get to where I am. And what I mean by that is when I was 15 years old, I heard my mom use words like poverty, food stamps, things that I really didn't understand at those eight, that age. And the only way I understood what those words meant was by watching things get turned off in our home or taken from our home. And, and the, the catalyst and, and the thing that really changed me was when we finally moved into a place called Madison Emergency Services Association. Mesa for short when I uh, talk about it throughout this interview. Uh, but when we moved into Mesa, it was a homeless shelter designed to take in families in the area for one year, rent-free, bill-free, so that they could get back on their feet. And, and it's what I learned there among five other different families who had their own individual apartment that taught me so much about who we are as humans and what gets us going. And what I learned so much wasn't from reading Tony Robbins during those years. I had no idea who Tony Robbins was. Uh, it, it wasn't from Pastor Joel Osteen, who I took a lot of learning and lessons from during uh, that time. It, it wasn't from any of these big gurus that are out there now that are teaching things that you and I teach on a daily basis, Adam. But what taught me the most during these times was the bed bugs that were no mm. bigger than, than the size of my fingernail. And every night when we would go to sleep, the bed bugs would come out at night and take a bite out of my skin and the skin of all the other families living in the homes, that the apartments that the shelter had, because this apartment style of living was infested with bed bugs. And what I learned from those bed bugs was this, is that no matter how big or small our dream is or how big or small we are or what our resources are, or where we come from, that if a bed bug that small can make a difference in the lives of five families, how much more so can we make a difference in the lives of other human beings and in the lives of our own individual families? And, and that's what I learned the most. And from that pain of being in poverty, that pain of being entrapped and, and felt like having nowhere to go, uh, for my future, I found solace in the fact that I knew I could make a difference based upon my personal experiences. And so now I, I go all across the country and speak about these things and, and try to, to get into and instill into individuals that you can make a difference now and you don't have to go through the pain that I went through. You don't have to go through the things uh, to change your life um, that, that changed mine powerful stuff around that era so obviously you're in that situation the bed bugs etc and then you, you go around talking about it but in that transition i'm sure it wasn't that classic and the simpler rocky stories you know this is not a good situation bed bugs are on me right here i go i'm going to go and tell people and you know share but in the transition how did you kind of bridge the gap you mentioned that there was no clear sort of guru but who inspired you if anyone and it could have been it could be a friend a family member 
in that transition phase? And did, could you, could, did you have a vision of kind of the path or were you just kind of like working it out as you went along? How did it, how did it pan out? So I, I started speaking in churches at age 13 and the person who really believed in me before I believed in myself uh, was my pastor, Tommy Palmer. And Tommy Palmer would always wear a cowboy hat in the church um, and he would go back into the dressing room, put his robe on. Uh, we'd ne never see the cowboy hat again until he was ready to leave. Uh, but his ministry was more not only behind the pulpit, but also outside the church. Yeah. Uh, so what we learned from him was that we need to be uh, people that espouse the Christian life or espouse what we believe just outside of the stages or the raised platforms or wherever we're speaking. Um, we need to be people of integrity. Yeah. And so Tommy saw in me what I didn't see in myself. I started speaking in churches um, and was getting uh, very good at it and, and really felt that I had a, a big motivation and a, and a big calling there. Uh, it wasn't until April 22nd, 2011, that my whole direction and my whole path changed. And on April 22nd, 2011, I received a call at five o'clock in the morning that said uh, my father had fallen down and that he was in the emergency room and needed to come quickly. And that call changed my life forever. And the reason it changed my life forever was because my father was 41. He should have had 20 more years. He should have had a whole lot more time to be able to spend on this earth with me. Hours apart from each other, he would have cardiac episodes in which his heart would stop and doctors would have to relieve him. And, and what, I, what was the, 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 the dagger to me was at about three or four o'clock on April 22nd, 2011, I got a text message from a friend at school who went to the same church as me. And she said, Pastor Tommy has also passed away. Oh, blimey. And so in the same day uh, that I lost my dad, essentially, my dad, he, hang on, he hung on for about two more weeks until he was finally declared brain dead on May 6th. But my father, the same day he, he uh, fell down and went into cardiac arrest on April 22nd, my pastor passed away. I lost two of the most important men in my life. And losing these two people really made me understand that there was a bigger message uh, that people needed to hear than just the Baptists that I went to church with. And so uh, we expanded that message um, and I took it to school and I took it from my high school out into colleges. And then when I went from the college, I was finding myself speaking to a, a room of of business executives, Adam. And this was you like 16, 17 at this sort of age? Or? I was 16, 17. Uh, my father passed away when I was 15. And the, the, the biggest lesson that that guru for me um, was my father. And what my dad really taught me through his passing was that I'm 15. I only have 30 plus years left if I'm yeah. To live as long as he lived. So I need to do this right. And I need to do this with purpose. Yeah. And from that experience, I learned that once we discover our purpose, we can live our potential. And that's what I've been able to, to go to uh, audiences across the country and be able to teach is that we have so much life ahead of us and so much life just in this next uh, amount uh, of time that we have for the rest of this day we can be able to live um, a life that's so full right now instead of tomorrow or the next day. We yeah. have to take 
percentage of this time right now. I just can't believe 41. I honestly didn't realize it's that young. I mean, I'm not that far off 41. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's crazy. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, like what was, was it com complete f like freak kind of scenario or like, I'm concerned about you now. Like, is there something hereditary? What did the doctors say after this all kind of the dust had settled? Sure. So he, so he had went for testing for about six, seven months prior. He had been feeling chest pains for, for about six, seven months prior. And all of his cardiac functions tested normal. And that's, that's what's weird to us. Um, the insurance company, once he passed away, uh, wouldn't test him. Uh, because he was no longer living, so they didn't feel yeah. they should be paying for tests uh, for us to know. Um, but from what we were able to gather very briefly from the doctors was uh, not only a, a deficiency in potassium and magnesium, um, and that other times he would have too much potassium and magnesium. So uh, be careful about how much bananas you eat. Um, they've told that to my grandfather now, actually. Um, yes. Yeah. He eats a banana every day, uh, but his doctors have actually told him to, to kind of cut back. I, I do like a banana myself. <laughs> I was going to say, how, I'm, I'm interested, how many bananas did your dad eat? No, no, he wasn't. So his body just, it, it, he took too much potassium, too much magnesium, or he wasn't getting enough. Yeah. And that balance caused um, the, the deficiencies in his electrolytes. Uh, which caused the heart attack. That story is very powerful. And ultimately, it comes down to the message. None of us know how long we've got left. Stop messing around to a certain extent and find your path. And if you can't find your path, at least work towards that. Not assume you're always going to get that, that, that time, like plan for the retirement. Well, who knows what's going to happen? So you can't kind of put everything, oh, I'm going to enjoy retirement. I'm just going to spend the 80% of my life just unhappy and hustling to get to that point, which who knows if it's going to happen. So around that vision and core message of you start today, what practical steps, when you kind of break it down, do you find uh, resonates with people? Or if you want to put it into people always want, you know, like a, a bit more of a step-by-step -step kind of process of where, how can they get from where they are now to where they want to be? Sure. Well, you, you said the, the, the perfect words and it's step-by-step. -step. And so the first thing you ever have to do uh, that I always recommend to my clients and to audiences that I go to speak to is, is you have to start setting your goals. How are you going to ever attain something that you really don't know what you want? I read a book by Ted Turner and Ted Turner's dad uh, ended up committing suicide. And the reason that Ted honestly thinks his dad committed suicide is because he set his goals too low for himself. Mm. And by the time that Ted was an adult, his dad had already reached all three goals that he had set for himself throughout his whole life. And those were at the time, of the depression when his dad set the goals he wanted to be a millionaire he wanted to have a yacht and he wanted to own a plantation he had he had already done all three of those and ted honestly believes that his father didn't follow his own advice which was this son you have to set goals that are unachievable for your lifetime so that you always have something to live for but you you don't want to be able to to achieve everything that you've set for yourself you have to really stretch your potential. Mm. And so, so what we need to look at is our goals for ourselves. And we need to be able to set things for ourselves that will take an entire lifetime, something that will always give us a reason to get up and change our lives. We have to set goals, like Tony Robbins says, that creates massive change mm. and creates a, a, an attitude towards massive pleasure.
And so we have to find a goal that will get us up in the morning and get us moving towards actually achieving that. Completely agree. In terms of obviously getting that, getting moving, what do you think are some common mistakes that you see in your clients or not even mistakes, barriers or things that people really, they go, okay, I get, I need to get a goal, but it's not working for them. They're struggling. Sure. So, I mean, I can even share an experience from my personal life. Personal life is, is procrastination. We're all, we're all really, really victims of uh, procrastination and, and what we think is best for us at the moment. And the thing is, is that in the moments that we procrastinate, in the moments that uh, we associate truthfully more pleasure with whatever we think is best, watching that episode on Netflix or, or, or going ahead and eating the chocolate bar if your goal is to lose weight, we associate too much pleasure in the moment to those things than more pleasure with attaining and achieving our goal. So we need to switch and understand that each momentary decision we make is based on pain or pleasure. It's a battle of not our willpower and the body, it's a battle of the mind and pain and pleasure. Everything we do in life is to strive and move towards pleasure and avoid pain. That's the name of the game. And, uh, you know, that is from the Bible when you're reading about heaven and hell. Yep. Or you're reading about in Tony Robbins' book, How to Achieve. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's why I recognize it. It is what it is. You know, there's different messengers, but that, that is ultimately it. And like you say, it's, it's been around for thousands and thousands of years, and it is human nature. Death, complete, completely agree. And so that's how you really get rid of the procrastination. Um, obstacles to our growth usually lie within ourselves. Um, I'm very much uh, a person who believes um, in independence, and not so much on dependence um, of other people. And I believe our, our, our true um, nature and our true potential can come out when we show ourselves how, how great we are um, and, and get past uh, insecurities or uh, really focus less on resources and more on the talents that we do have. Mm. Uh, when we put forth our best efforts, uh, we can change lives and not only lives externally, but our life internally, when we focus on, on what we can do as individuals. And then like we've read in so many other books, um, many of which uh, seven habits, you know, it's, it's, it's not dependency. It's, it's the teamwork. Um, once you get to that state of, of, of independence, you work on interdependence, which is the teamwork. Uh, yeah. that you and I can, can share right now that we're, we're working on right now where you've asked me to come on the show and I'm able to, to share with your audience. And that's what it's all about is showing off your talent and then working with other people um, to be able to help them, the leadership and, and being able to, to really work with, with your talents and yourself to be able to offer it to other people is the most important and I think that's why we have to get past uh, the, the, the obstacles to get to our goals. Because if we can't get past those, we're never going to get to the life we've always dreamed of. Yeah. One of the key things and listening to that, it was sharing your talents and having that belief in yourself as well and working with others. And I think the, the age you are at 21, 
we're talking about these limit, uh, limits that we put on ourselves. Obviously, everyone puts limits on themselves, but I think someone at your age and even like 15, 16, 17, 18, the main reason there's not more people like in your situation doing that kind of speaking is because it's, it's that story they tell themselves, oh, I would like to do this, but I have to be 27. I have to be 30. I have to have X amount of things under my belt before I start doing that. That's very powerful in itself and inspiring. And that's why I obviously want to join the show because I've seen some of TV interviews, which we haven't even touched on. I mean, why do you think you got, well, you did so well, ultimately. Why do you think you're on the TV shows? They want you on there. I mean, you probably touched on pieces of it already, but what do you think makes you successful playing this game of life rather well at the age of 21? Differentiation is important. Um, I've always claimed that I'm just a, a dumb old country boy. From <laughs> you know, yeah. um, one of my mentors is Troy McLean. Troy McLean was the, one of the first uh, finalists on the TV show, The Apprentice. Troy is, is one who, when you meet him, you know he's somebody but you just don't know who uh, <laughs> and what he got famous for in that first season of the apprentice was wearing his black cowboy hat in the boardroom. <laughs> you know, so here's a guy who came from Boise, Idaho to be on the first season of Donald Trump, a billionaire, uh, Donald Trump's the apprentice. And he did so well that he was in the top five, a guy who was a high school uh, graduate and a high school graduate only was in the boardroom uh, with somebody. And the reason he was fired was because he didn't have a college degree. That was the only reason Donald oh, Trump blimey. fired him. That was the only reason Donald Trump fired him. And now Troy likes to joke uh, that he does have not only his, um, uh, his bachelor's degree and his, his uh, degree from college, but he also has an MBA, a massive bank account. So uh, Troy, <laughs> Troy has, uh, he, he's done really well for himself. I get the impression sometimes you can see it, that that generic speaker or regurgitating someone else's stuff would almost gloss over their background. They would kind of not mention it or try and make it seem different and try and act like someone else, as opposed to when they should be celebrating it. That's, that is their, their, a big part of their message and what is going to attract some people and repel others, which is you know, equally as important. Um, these are the stories that people need to hear. People, people need to be inspired. People need to be motivated. And I understand that at some point in time, motivation and inspiration becomes a crock of shit. I get that. <laughs> I get that. I'm glad you said it. It's, it's good. But someone needs to start somewhere. Yep. And people need to start somewhere. And we can't, we can't get there without a goal, without motivation, we need to be able to tell stories and, and motivate and burn people up or, or, or make them so happy for themselves to see that uh, Tristan James's success cycle went from a small town in Madison, Virginia, through poverty and through the pain of his father, um, to be able to get to where he is at 21, endorsed by Mike Tyson. Gosh, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't think I didn't want to miss because I know we're just going to get so into it. And I, and I like to be present. And so who knows where it's going to go. But my note is literally on my page. It just says Tyson down there. <laughs> Question mark. Talk to me about that. Because that Tyson, I, for, you know, we're talking about everyone's different message. There's obviously love him or hate him. There's great things about him. There's definitely bad things about him or bad situations where he's gone. He's made the wrong decisions. Um, but he's a fascinating figure. So uh, Mike is, is changed. Mike has changed. Like you said, he's, he's had his run-ins. He's had bad times. 
Um, but he's a man, he's a man just like every one of us. We've all made mistakes that we, we know I'm proud of. Um, we've all done things that we wish we could do differently. And, and that's what he's doing now um, through foundations like Mike Tyson Cares. He's, he's really trying to make a difference for kids, um, really trying to make a difference for children um, so that they can live better lives for themselves um, and, and escape things that he had to go through like poverty. Mm. Um, Mike Tyson for me, um, is a figure that is the retrospect and, and somebody who we should, we should look at. Yeah, he had it all, and he lost it all. He, he mismanaged everything. Um, he put people in place that uh, shouldn't really be around certain resources at the magnitude that he had it. Um, people who, who took him for granted and, and gave him a run for his money um, the people who did that the most were the people not in the boxing ring, but people handling his finances. When I yeah. think of the Mike Tyson story, and I've watched so many documentaries, because I'm fascinated, and I, I love the guy, especially in the early days, you know, before ultimately he got taken advantage of his massively and then corrupted and just it just was like going wrong, wrong, wrong. I just feel so frustrated when you watch that from the outside and you just see these people taking advantage ultimately of a, a young kid, you know, 19 when he was a boxing world champion, still a kid. It's just... It is very frustrating. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that we have to be, we have to be very mindful uh, of who we put in place of, of certain resources, whether that's uh, a wing of our business or our personal finances. Uh, learn from him and, and understand that uh, he's gone through things that he shouldn't have gone through, um, but he's also done things that he shouldn't have done. Um, Mike Tyson is changed. He's working hard um, to be a better man every single day of his life now. Um, how I got involved with Mike is by, by outwardly volunteering for, for his charity, mm -hmm. working hard and, and, and really showing that, Mike, I got your back and I, I'm going to support you no matter what. Mike saw that and, and he decided to return the favor for me. Um, and that's what it, it's all about. I mean, for him to, to take the time to, to do that um, shows me everything that I need to know uh, about who he is now, where he's been, and, and what he continues and wants to continue to accomplish in his life and in the lives of others. Um, aside from Mike Tyson, I've been uh, with President Donald Trump, like him or hate him. Um, I've been able to be in his presence as well. Um, and one of the lessons that I've been able to learn from, from Mr. Trump is, is that you have to work your ass off. I asked him, I said, how, how can I go from living in a homeless shelter um, to standing next to a billionaire at 20? I met him last year um, and was in a roundtable discussion with him. And I asked him, uh, for young entrepreneurs like me, what is your advice? And he told me very plainly, keep working your ass off and everything else will be okay. You understand? And from that moment, um, I've turned the business up to 100 degrees, and we're, we're working really, really hard over here. Um, I'm very excited about some projects that are coming up. This is the alpha round, so I'm going to get a few more sort of quick-fire questions in there. And I'd like to start off with, is there a, either a core book or even the, your book of the month or a book that's had an impact on you or that you think is a, one that you maybe your gifted book that you recommend for other people? Sure. So I'll touch on two books. Um, the book of the month for me um, would definitely have to be um, Ted Turner's autobiography. Um, if you haven't read Ted Turner's autobiography, you're missing out. Um, and there's so many lessons in there that you can learn about a man who, who also um, made, a, made a bad move. 
um, and he, ta he talks about it um, in the book, but he, he's very plain as day um, that he made a bad move. Um, but look at everything else that he's created and accomplished. Um, so that would probably be my book of the month. But the yep. thing go-to book for me um, and the book that really has changed my life and has dictated my philosophy um, and my teaching um, is, is something very simple, Awaken the Giant Within. Um, I've had many people tell me at certain moments in my life that I very well could be the next Tony Robbins. Um, individuals within our space who have met me have said the same thing. What does that do to your, like when someone drops that on you before you're even 20, what does that do to you? Is there a sense of expectations? Oh, give me a chance. I want to be the, the next Tristan James. I know a lot of people trying to forge their own path don't want that kind of comparison. And, and that's why, that's why that I had, I had this focus um, on, on really separating myself. Um, there's an industry that really needs some help right now, and that industry is self-development. There's a way that, that we receive our content um, that is kind of mixed right now. We have to go and look for our content, um, and it's not, really, it's not really handed to us. Um, and so if we could, could take a business idea um, and, and, and congest it and make it smaller and, and take the content and put it all in one place for individuals, um, I believe we could be much more successful um, as coaches, um, we can be much more successful for our clients. Um, we can also be much more um, advantageous uh, to people that may have not heard our content before. Um, so taking the ideas of, of other people who have gone before me, um, i.e. Netflix, i.e. Twitter, Facebook, um, and also respecting the legacy of Ted Turner. Um, I would love to be able to what I'm working on right now and going to be releasing at the end of the summer in August is a one-on-one -on -one content network in which people can come and have videos, interviews, uh, similar to things like these, um, that they can come on demand 24 seven, whenever they'd like. Um, and also not only on demand content, but live content as well with TV shows and also uh, podcasts that are live radio that's live. Um, so that they love that mission. Is there any way I can help in that mission? Awaken your alpha style or anything, any angle of what I, what would fit for that snow. Like you got Tyson's back. It's not the same, but I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a quote that you like to live your life by and sort of instantly springs to mind? Henry Ford and, and Henry Ford says this, you can't build a reputation based on what you say you're going to do. So we have to be, again, back to what Tommy taught me all those years ago, my pastor, is that you have to be a person of integrity. Uh, what you say goes, and, and as you are with your word, is what precedes you. Um, so if you told somebody before in the past that you were going to do something for them and you've never done it, um, chances are that you're probably not going to be able to venture into business with that person again. Uh, because people understand uh, who you are as a person and who, what your integrity and what your character is. Um, so very, very well, you have to guard your integrity and you have to be a man of your word. And, and that's what I've learned all these years um, in business, um, in life, is that you can't build a reputation on what you say you're going to do. So just do it, you know, just do it. Awesome. Are there any resources around that sort of tools, tips and resources or things that you use in your daily life that keep you on the straight and narrow? Sure. So uh, a few productivity tips that I have is, is reminders. Um, we all live in the day where our phones are, are right next to us. So 
Um, set reminders, set appointments on your phone and make sure that you're, you're dinging in with as much time as you need to remember that thing. Um, when you set a busy schedule for yourself, you always want to make sure you have a, a necessary reminder coming up. So for me, I like to set a, a reminder within an hour of each event so that I can uh, remove myself from the, the current event and then get to my next. Um, whatever that is for you, you need to find that for yourself. Uh, that's one productivity tip. And then also a tip that I have for uh, people in business is to use Google Trends. Uh, Google Trends leveled the playing field for me so that now um, all I have to do is bring in my marketing message um, and figure out what's going on right now. Um, I don't know if people who are listening to your show um, are marketers. I'm sure they are. Um, and then also I know people are coaches um, and just plain old individuals mm -hmm. who want to know um, how to get ahead. And Google Trends is the way to be able to get ahead, stay ahead, and then also be able to target specifically to specific markets and specific areas, stories that are hot, mm. keywords that are hot um, for specific areas, say like Richmond, Virginia. Um, and that way I could know every word uh, that within the healthcare industry is trending in this area. Uh, that makes me ahead of the game. And, uh, you know, you really can't predict the future, uh, but Google Trends gets pretty close out. <laughs> that is a powerful thing if people can like latch onto that and, and run with that a bit more. And for those who want to run with that, can you just add another layer? So they've got the, obviously the Google Trends, they can see the trends. What would you suggest? Again, not the full strategy, but I mean, as the starting point, right? They, they can see a trend. How would you set about then maybe st even starting to tie in what you're doing to that, for example? Sure. Um, niches. Niches are, are so important. Um, they suggest before you ever get into business that you should really niche down your business. Um, for example, if you love dogs um, and want to be a coach, then be specifically a dog coach. Uh, don't train cats because that's not your person, you know, your personality. You don't like cats. So only train dogs if you're going to be an animal trainer. Um, so Likewise, with Google Trends, um, with everything that we do as coaches, uh, with everything that we've been taught in business, um, is that the power of the niche is the most important thing that we have. And so when you're niching down your content, also look for your keywords and target specifically to that niche so that you're able to move forward and understand that everything is as small as you can get it. Uh, make everything as microscopic as you can. And that's where you'll see the big success. I always ask if there's a couple of people you can recommend that would be good to come on the show. I wouldn't be a good uh, <laughs> interview if I do not say, what do you think the chance of me being able to get Tyson on the show? And do you have any kind of, oh, actually, I suppose it'd be make sense if I go and do some work, did go, go and volunteer for his charity, I'd assume. <laughs> that would be the best. Well, I, well I, I'll, <laughs> you called me out. Uh, I'll connect you with, with my contacts. And um, I'll also recommend that Troy come on the show. I'm very thankful for about, about the relationships that I've been able to build in my business. Um, and, and that's one thing that I'm thankful for for, yeah. for you for having me on your show because you've taught me a lot about, <laughs> about really how to have passion um, in being where you are um, and passion in your delivery and your passion for your audience, which I know because of the questions that you ask your guests um, and the questions you certainly asked me today, that's the passion that you have for your audience and everybody that's listening to this should be very thankful for Adam because yeah. I am.
Oh, I appreciate that. Well, I don't want to ruin that now, but in purely in staying authentic, <laughs> the one question, I'm a big, I love my movies. I'm a movie buff. I love movies. So I just, I'm intrigued. What is your favorite movie of all time and why? Because uh, I cannot, I have no idea. When I was in high school, I, I was an actor. Um, I was an actor in high school and I also did an activity called Forensics in Debate, uh, which is where you take a 10 minute monologue and you act it out. I was fortunate enough to become a seven time state champion um, in that event and then also <laughs> national finisher um, in my senior year. Um, so when I say this, uh, it's because he's such a great actor, but uh, Leonardo DiCaprio definitely should have got the Oscar in Titanic. That's all I have to say. So uh, uh, he is, yeah, he is, he is awesome, man. I just, yeah. There's certain actors when all I need to know about what's this film and someone says like Leonardo's in it, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. I'm like, I'll watch that. Ah, cool. Very cool answer. Um, okay. And in closing up, what's the future for you? What's the big focus for you? Because you mentioned before the um, episode, I don't know if it's come across as, as clear as it did at the start, um, that you're kind of, you're almost going to step back a little bit and go more into producer mode. Yeah. And so that's the thing is that uh, one of the things that I, I've really, really missed out on. And um, one of the biggest criticisms that I've had is I've never run a business. Um, I've run my coaching business. Uh, I go all across the country to speak. Um, people hire me still uh, to go to their events and to speak. So it's uh, running a business. What more do I need? <laughs> Some clients, when yep. I approach them to be their coach um, and be their consultant for, for bigger, higher ticket items, uh, with specifically consulting their businesses, uh, get concerned. So that's one of the reasons that I'm stepping back kind of personally um, and really spearheading this effort. That's great awareness because like you said, it's, it's kind of you want to take it to the next level and this is being brought up. And the fact that it's being brought up rightly or wrongly, you're now obviously by the sound going to address that. And then, you know, you're only 21 at the end of the day. So blind. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, so we'll get the network up and running. The target date is August the 15th. Um, and everything will be ready by we then. We have this episode go out around that time. We coordinate. So the link will be on this show. So when people listen to this, go straight there. Um, if there's any other way I can help kind of tie things in, in any way, shape or form, you know, I would, I, I would do that. I will do that. I won't try because I hate that word. I will do that. <laughs> Sounds good. Henry awesome. Ford would be proud. Henry Ford. <laughs> awesome. So, I mean, link to that. What's the best way people can connect with you now if they want to find out more? Sure. Uh, you can find me at tristanjames.org. You can find me on Twitter, Do Life with TJ. Instagram, Do Life with TJ. Um, and then Facebook is also uh, backslash Do Life with TJ. So um, go ahead, connect with me, and, and let's see how we can change the world together. Brilliant. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're welcome, Adam. Thank you so much. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me, and really get all the exclusive stuff and what it's all about. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.
Hey everyone, this is Tristan James, motivational speaker, best-selling author, and human motivational expert. Uh, I'm very proud to announce your host of Awaken Your Alpha, Adam Lewis Walker. 